Hello and welcome to the IOD Governance and Policy Units podcast. In our last episode of the Director's Briefing, we looked at some of the long-term issues facing the economy. If reports are to be believed, we should be expecting a roadmap for the reopening of the economy on Monday from Boris Johnson, and we're also fast approaching the budget date on March 3rd. And so today we're going to talk about what businesses are looking for in that roadmap and how best to reopen the economy. My name is Joe Fitzsimon, Senior Policy Advisor at the IOD, and I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Tej Parekh. Welcome, Tej. So Tej, can you tell us what our business is hoping that roadmap will include? Hi, Joe. So firstly, having spoken to a few members over the previous uh, weeks, it's quite clear that a lot of them are assuming that there will be some form of tiering system, uh, very similar to last time. And I guess what is quite clear from them is that what they really want to avoid this time round is this kind of stop-start process with lockdowns and then reopening the economy again and then entering another lockdown. So I suppose businesses really want a a gradual, you know, ratcheting down of the tiers and restrictions. So, you know, given the kind of four-tier system that we saw uh, before, um, this is essentially a, a four, three, two, two, one approach moving down the various different tiers. I think linked to that, what's very important this time is understanding of how we actually move into lower tiers. Now, businesses aren't expecting to, you know, they're not going to tie the hands of government and saying, you know, if, if infections have reached a certain number, then we should move into another tier. But I think applying a principles-based approach and being a bit more transparent around how cases, vaccines and the R number then translate into how we can move into a lower tier can just help with businesses planning and strategy more broadly. It kind of leaves the planning in their own hands and they can kind of make their own assumptions and and looking at the data themselves. And I think very much linked to that is, you know, whatever the new tiering system is or the new system that is put in place, as we move between the, the, the different layers of restrictions, businesses clearly need a, a sufficient amount of lead time in order for them to make the necessary plans and adjustments for their organisations and their workplaces to be ready for, for the new tier and to, to move into that lower form of restrictions um, effectively. And I think the reason why this is really interesting this time and really important this time is a lot of businesses can be getting on with productive business activities today if they know how the roadmap is going to pan out for you know the months and quarters ahead. So for example, if you're a business leader having looked at the strategy and you can broadly assume that the economy would be more open um, in around Q3 and Q4, then you could start in the present doing some planning for product launches, uh, which would mean that you're not wasting your time just just waiting idly around 
and you could be getting on with even some investments in technology which you which you can then utilize effectively further down um, the year so I guess the key thing is is forward planning um, a lot of that kind of forward guidance was absent from the, the previous lockdowns and reopenings that we saw last year absolutely and the with with that absence from from the the previous lockdown sort of the economic support that would be available not understanding whether or not that would be extended that that poses a, a challenge in and of itself for businesses doesn't it yeah so you know whilst we are expecting a roadmap next week on how the economy reopens i think it needs to be complemented with an understanding for how the covid economic support package is also uh, going to um, whether it's going to continue or whether there's going to be um, a gradual tapering of various forms of support. Now, the reason why that's important is that, as I mentioned, if you're a business that are, that is planning to reopen your organization, how quickly you reopen that business and, you know, the measures you put in place ultimately depends on your cash flow. And we know that there's been a lot of support from the government um, and, that would need to continue to some extent in order to kind of really provide a cushion for businesses to reopen. And, and, and in terms of the key areas here, we know that the coronavirus job retention scheme has been very important for, for our members and also for, for the self-employed, the self-employed um, income support scheme as well. So we would assume that the Chancellor would look to extend those for as long as heightened level of restrictions are in place. I think things like supporting ongoing um, options for, for businesses to, to defer their, their tax payments is also important because it helps with the cash flow piece. And I think what we saw in the last, well, the more recent lockdowns at the end of last year was an important role that grants can play. Um, so, at a local level, uh, local authorities can play a very important part in handing out support and covering off the gaps um, as is necessary on, on a discretionary basis. And I think it's very important that the government replenishes some of those grant packages for, for um, local authorities. The reason why this is important when you get to a tiering system is that ultimately, you know, no business entity is separate. We are all connected in supply chain. So if your business is in a lower tier in further down the year in like Q3, you're, you're ready, you're open up, you're, you're active, but then your suppliers or your clients are stuck in a region that isn't, then you're going to be suffering um, indirectly and your revenues are going to suffer in that situation. So that is where local authorities can come in and provide additional grant support. But I think what's different this time to, to last year is that I think this year it seems as though the messaging is is that the government have, you know, largely learnt its lessons around the stop-start approach to reopening the economy. And it looks like they're going to play a very cautious um, hand this time around and gradually open the open the economy. So we should expect some linear opening, as I said, this four three two one approach and towards opening the economy. And I think that means that it's less about 
it's not just about providing bridging support and the cash flow support. Uh, there's also a need to help businesses uh, reopen this time. And I think the other element of, of reopening is about supporting them to, to rescale and to rehire. Absolutely. It really is. Absolutely. And, and I suppose on the coronavirus job retention scheme, that's something we know, as, as you've said, we know that's having a major impact on, on the labour market. And that support is, is really important um, for the retention of the existing workforce. Rehiring is the other key, key part here, as you've said. And there's a number of schemes, there's many targeted schemes, really looking at things like traineeships and the kickstart scheme, the apprenticeship incentive payment scheme, that one, for example, being due to expire at the end of March. And so really, it's important for the for the government to look at how they can extend these support schemes to support um, organizations with both the retention of existing workforce and that rehiring process and, and, and growing again. And another major concern being, of course, employers' national insurance contributions. We know that these are a very significant cost for businesses, particularly for SMEs. And so if the Chancellor could look to raise the threshold on both existing and new hires, that would be a major boost for both rehiring and reten- re- retention of existing staff. Um, and so alongside a clear strategy within the roadmap and clarity on the ongoing economic support and support for rehiring, what else would business leaders be looking for from the government's announcement on Monday? Well, I think there needs to be um, some detail on specifics. And and what I mean by that is really the reopening process and what that means for what a COVID secure workplace looks like. Uh, We know that relative to last year, there's there's a few differences. So firstly, you know, the testing is up and running, there's vaccines in place. There's also new understanding around how the virus spreads. There's also new variants and new risks. And so I think the big question for business leaders, if, as I said, many of them are assuming the the strategy and the guidance will you know, broadly be based on what we saw last year, the big question for them is, what is different? Um, and the reason why that is an important question is that they need to understand whether there are going to be more expenses or general time used up in making their place of work uh, COVID secure and learning time, you know, for for how to kind of operate um, in, uh, if you like, a a new um, age for the the pandemic. It's not the same as last year. There's a lot of new information that they need to, to deal with. Um, and I think some of the key questions they will be asking or, or that Boris Johnson needs to outline early next week in the roadmap is, you know, does the new variants of the virus mean that there is implications for what social distancing means and what it looks like? You know, how does this affect the one metre or two metre rule uh, distance? And I think more broadly, have the infection risks changed and therefore have the kind of risk factors around various different economic activities that fit into those tiers, um, has that ultimately changed? And therefore, does tiering look very different to what it did 
before. And I think these are things that the government um, should have been hopefully uh, re-evaluating and as new kind of data and information was coming in on the virus. And I think there's also a lot more discussion, I suppose, around, you know, what a practical what a safe workplace looks like practically. There are questions that some members have around um, ventilation um, and whether they need to ha- install the appropriate ventilation, what that looks like. Um, and so it's very important that, you know, if there is an update to the guidelines or guidelines around safe workplaces, it's not kind of embedded and lost in, in huge, you know, swathes of text, but it's quite easy for business leaders to see what is different from what we saw last year. And of course, the other element to this is, you know, providing comprehensive guidelines around um, testing and vaccination and what that means for employee and client relations will also be important for for a number of business leaders who face a lot of um, interesting questions uh, over the coming months and quarters. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Taj. There's certainly a lot riding on the forthcoming announcement and not only for the UK economy, but also for employees and, and people's livelihoods and, and their mental health. There's clearly a lot at stake. So let's hope that the, the government is able to spell out a clear and effective roadmap on, on Monday. And thank you to you at home for joining us uh, for this episode of the Director's Briefing. We'll be back again very soon with further updates and insight. Thank you.